right, so uh, we can just start whenever. Is that oh, great! What? <laughs> so it's just like it's just like all our other podcasts. Yep. Okay, I'm starting okay, off with this. Okay, everybody, be quiet. And I want a heart. I want a loud, out loud five four, and then a soft three two one one on the point. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to. Stark Raven Mad at Game of Thrones podcast. I am not Mike Marback, and we are not in the SRM mansion. We are in Hollywood, California, by way of Tattooed Moms, Philadelphia. Uh, we are in big studio meeting room. Just, We're here at the big table. Who named this the, building? <laughs> it's just it's Hollywood, man. You know, it's somebody created. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we are. Yeah, we are live here. Uh, prove that we're live, audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the live uh, Game of Thrones pitch episode. Uh, so the way this is going to work is uh, we got studio boss Mike Marbach in the sitting at the head of the big table. Mike, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Wait, I'm Tim Allen for some reason. <laughs> and uh, and what's going to happen is we are we are all. Um, We've all brought pitches for Game of Thrones spinoffs. They might be, uh, they might be TV shows. They might be movies, um, and we are going to pitch them to the studio boss. Now he has unlimited funds, but he's only going to fund one project. Um, so uh, we've predetermined in the order. Um, oh, I, we should, I guess we should all introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm David Danella, as I said, and uh, starting to my left, I'm Hunter Steffes. I'm Frank Farrell. I'm Corinne Wells. I'm Caitlin Weigel. Oh, I go. Uh, I'm Whitney Harris. And I'm head honcho, studio mogul, Mike Marbeck. Oh, yeah. He's so big in person. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Picture taking, picture taking. <laughs> Whoa, unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, so the way this is going to work is, um, starting with Caitlin, we are going to pitch our ideas. And let's just get right into it. <laughs> if there's a costume. <laughs> oh, should it's, we be describing Caitlin is putting yeah, 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 it in She's entering a furry kind of blazer. It's a, it's a blazer. No, it's, it's a, a business blazer. lady. No, it, looks, it looked furry in the light. It's, it's just a blazer. It looked like it's it had black, a touch of... Yeah. It's got a pop of color on the inside. Yeah. A pop of horses. pattern. It's lined with horses. Oh, okay. it's beautiful. Okay. Real horses? Like a lavender. <laughs> I like it already. Ladies and gentlemen, head honcho, studio exec, Mike, big guy Marbach. Thank you so much for having me. Game of Thrones. <laughs> we love it. The rich history of Westeros. The characters who... <laughs> Who, who grow near and dear to our hearts. But let's be honest. I think there's one thing that we could all do without. One thing that every time we watch it, we're like, that was a lot of fun. But that part, not so much. And you know what that is? It's conflict. There's just a little too much conflict in the show. And it makes, it makes me uneasy. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm an everyman. I know some of you out there also feel uneasy. Studio head honcho Mike Marbach, I see you nodding your head because it's, it's a lot. So, my proposed spin off series features absolutely no conflict. There is no blood, there are no fights, 
There are no secrets, and there is no backstabbing. We're taking away all the stuff that makes us uneasy about the show and just leaving the good times, just leaving the good stuff. So you might be asking, what does it feature? If we're taking all that away, what's actually going on? I'll tell you. I don't know. How about friendship? Is there friendship in the show? I think so. Oh, how about laughter? There's going to be a lot of laughter in the show. Oh, what about, what about warm, fresh bread from two lovable pals? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I brought some warm, fresh bread. If you would like to partake, you can pass it around. There's a sourdough and a garlic loaf. Can I get the garlic? Yeah, it's real potent. That's sourdough. Uh, half eaten, by the way. I got hungry walking home. <laughs> but yeah, just rip off a hunk like you're like you're out there just you know chilling. It's the chilling noisiest like bread too. <laughs> uh, so as you're all sitting there enjoying that bread, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the title of this series: Samuel Tarley and Hot Pie, starring Bester Bros in Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the plot. Here's the plot. It's Sam and Hot Pie. They're two guys who aren't crazy about conflict, and we can all relate to them more than we'd like to admit. And these two guys live together in an adorable cottage. Every episode, Samwell comes in. He's like, oh, I found a new book I'd love to read to you. And he starts to read it. And Hot Pie's like, oh, I found a new recipe I'd love to make. And he makes the recipe. He makes biscuits and focaccia. He makes buns and breads, sweet breads, savory breads, breakfast breads, muffins, maybe a cookie, maybe a pie, maybe a meat pie. I don't know. And Samwell reads another book that he's found. Maybe it's a story about a prince who's, who learns a lesson. But again, even in the stories, there's never a lot of conflict. The two of them have a remarkable friendship. They might get in a minor spat, but it's resolved immediately through communication and just their desire to not be fighting. They don't want to fight, so they just don't do it. They eat a piece of warm bread and they have a good time. Uh, other notes about this show. Oh, sourdough breads. <laughs> uh, guys, let's admit it. We're all watching the show at home. We're warm and cozy. We're all more hot pie than we are any other character. We're all more Samwell Tarly than we are any other character. Why are we wasting our time watching Jamie Lannister mess around? Why are we wasting our time watching uh, Daenerys, you know, screw some more shit up? What, what, why are we doing that? They're not us. We don't relate to them. You know who I relate to? Hot Pie and Samwell Tarly. Some keywords: Cozy. Yummy. Full belly. Good heart feels. So as you're noshing on that bread, don't you think you'd like to watch two chubby men in a fictional universe also noshing on some bread? Wouldn't that feel good? Thank you. Mrs. Weigel, uh, I really Mrs. appreciate... Mrs. Weigel is my mother. I really like what you've, what you've done. She's yelling at the person who's going to fund her yeah. show. I forgot, I forgot who he was. I'm wearing a blazer and I feel powerful. Who's next? Uh, no, who... Where, if I may, where in the Game of Thrones timeline might this occur? Let's be honest. Does it matter? Does it matter? It matters a little bit. Yeah. The war over the throne will rage for years. But you know what? These guys are in a meadow. They're in a meadow. They're in a really sweet cottage. They're just far, far away from it. For all we know, somebody won. For all we know, 
there's there's some sort of you know onion knight he could be up there on the throne which i would not mind that could be another spinoff you guys can steal that uh (laughs) he could be up there it doesn't matter to them because you know what no matter who is ruling the kingdom they're going to be best friends forever and there's always more bread to make and that's what makes the show uh everlasting and lovely Great. Uh, how do these two characters, which as far as the, the show has uh, taken place so far, they've not crossed paths. No. Uh, so how do their paths cross in your spinoff? They're at a dinner party. <laughs> Who is They're the dinner party really put good... on by? You don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> They're at a dinner party for a third friend we have not met. Uh, and Hot Pie isn't even supposed to be there. He's just there dropping off a baked good. But they get to talking. And, you know, bingo, bango. That's Joe Frendo. Okay. Best friends. All right. Uh, well, I love, uh, I love the no conflict element for sure. It's nice. It's relaxing. Uh, it's a I mean, relaxing there's, show. There's way too much conflict on television as it is right now. And fr- quite frankly, we could use some good-feeling comedies, um, uh, some family shows on, on the television right now. Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait for my pitch. If that's what he, if that's what he wants. Oh, just wait. Oh, uh, her, her dumb dumb hot pie can go bake whoa, a cake. Whoa. Excuse me, sir. Wow. Excuse but, me, sir. Uh, Ms. Weigel. Go away. Um, the one thing that, that I am a little, that is a little bit of a holdup for me is you seem a bit uncertain uh, or uh, just don't care mm-hmm. how this fits into the overall overall story and that's a, that is something that I think you're talented enough to work around um, but I, uh, I think that you know when I talk to my people about this uh, if it's chosen they're going to want to know okay but to that I would retort to that I would I would come back around and say when you're when you're reading the books for the readers out there in every chapter you're in a separate world oh. you're really engrossed in that world so for me boring. this is just a, 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 the same imaginings but in Book a reading, television boring. Excuse me, sir. I'm doing a professional pitch. It's the same imaginings. You're immersing yourself in the world every now and then. Does a news clipping pop up? Like in Angel, the Buffy spinoff, where we're kind of alerted to what's going on in the larger universe? Yes, maybe it does. But you know, for the most part, it's just buddies eating bread. And it's going to leave you feeling like you, you just wore socks in a sleeping bag and then you took your feet out of the socks. You know that feeling, guys? When your feet are warm and you take them out of socks? It feels good. Go home and wear socks in a sleeping bag. All right, I just have one, one final follow-up for you. Uh, and that is, uh, we know that uh, there will be times where uh, Hot Pie wants to, to bake something. Yes. And where Sam wants to read something. Yes. Um, what more <laughs> beyond that is there in this, in this show? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, more, what, what, what else would there need to be? What? <laughs> may, may I ask a, a follow-up on that? Perhaps are, are, there, any, uh, are there any guest appearances, any, any parties that happen, anything like that? No. <laughs> it's so, just the two of them reading books and eating bread. I'm sorry, I thought this pitch was very, very clear. It's a really calming show. Maybe there's a segment at the end where we watch them fall asleep. <laughs> together and they look warm? I don't know. Caitlin has pages and pages of note cards (laughs) for a show about eating bread and reading books. All right. I think I have have, uh, enough. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you very much, Ms. Weigel. Eat more bread, please. Eat more bread. Can we pass that garlic one back over here? (laughs) 
Yeah, studio audience. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, is it me or you? I think it's me. What? I think it's me. Okay. I think I go. So uh, next up, next up on the pitch ladder is yeah. Frank Farrell. Crunch, 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 crunch. Yeah, it, it's rap, not, rap, we're rap, not wrapping gifts. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That's, All right. That's bread. Real talk. A bunch of people are saying Daenerys is going to end up on the Iron Throne. A bunch of people are saying, nah, dummies, Jon Snow is going to end up in the Iron Throne. More people besides that are saying, you're all wrong, Tyrion's going to end up on the Iron Throne. Even more still are saying, Iron Throne's just a red herring. Look to the north. That's where the real action is. Everybody's wrong. Since day one, I've been saying Theon Greyjoy is going to end up on the Iron Throne. Theon Greyjoy is getting that Iron Throne. And unfortunately, the show so far has not done the best of jobs of like showing us the fun, loyal, you know, uh, whimsical side of Theon. So my pitch show, Mr. Marbeck, is this. Uh, let's go back to a time when the Iron Islands were more simple. We're going 30 years back in time, and we're getting to know a little family called the Greyjoys. Now, the Greyjoys <laughs> is going to be narrated by Patton Oswalt, uh, and Patton Oswalt's going to be playing a future Theon Greyjoy who's become uh, short and round while living on the <laughs> Iron Throne. Uh, so Patton Oswalt's sitting on the Iron Throne, becoming short and round, much like Robert Baratheon did after he sat on the Iron Throne. It just is, comes, comes with the cause. And the thing, the thing about, about it is, is so Pat Oswald is narrating for a young baby pre, Rob, pre, oh, pre the rebellion of Balon Greyjoy, what it's like to be on the Iron Islands. Now, a young, and uh, stay with me on this, young Balon Greyjoy, father of Theon Greyjoy, will be played by Jeff Garland. And uh, <laughs> young... Young, young Mrs. Greyjoy will be played by uh, Wendy McLennan Covey. And uh, the two of them will be a really loving couple who are raising uh, four beautiful children, one of which won't say anything. Uh, and uh, uh, Asha and, and Theon are going to be like really like the main story. Now, Balon Greyjoy... Now, Hunter's trying to whisper that this is just the plot of the show The Goldbergs on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it looks yes, it looks a lot like the show The Goldbergs on ABC about a young family growing up in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. Yes, it does look like that, but it's not because it's set in a mythical world that isn't Jenkintown, Pennsylvania, so it couldn't possibly be that show. <laughs> They're having family hijinks. They're learning lessons. Now, there's a character that we haven't seen the show yet, uh, but I just started reading the books. Uh, I know, I broke down. And uh, there is a character uh, that is his uh, uncle, Theon's uncle, Victorian. Is that pronounced correctly? Victorian, whatever. They haven't pronounced it in the show yet, so I take no. <laughs> I, I'll wait and see how they pronounce it. Uh, but he, so he's going to be played by George Seagal. And he's going to play, uh, he's going to be like a mentor character, kind of a father, but not really a father and to, to the Greyjoys. So we're going to see uh, what it's like, all the hijinks that go on. Uh, God, Mike, let me walk you through this. Please do. Theon, young Theon, young boy Theon, having to learn that nice Wonder Years lesson of what it really means to take the iron, you know, pay the iron price, not pay the gold price, you know, that his first kill. And we'll hear the laugh track of as Theon first murders and pillages a village and says, I'm going to be a king someday. 
we'll hear all about we do not sew. Just at the dinner table. Hey, what's for dinner? Oh, not vegetables. We do not sew. (laughs) The drowned God will stop by. He'll say things like, what is dead shall never die. All the fun things that we've known to grow in love about the Greyjoys. Setting us up, and at the end of each episode, uh, young uh, Mr. Patton Oswalt will say, and uh, it was a lesson I learned to successfully help me run the Iron Throne. I'm the king now. You're all wrong. You are all big dummies for liking Jon Snow, and I'm the king, and I, I don't have a penis, but that's okay. I'm the king, and I, I'm doing fine without a penis. I'm doing just fine, and I'm still the king, and everyone's dead, and everyone's White Walkers, and I'm the king of the White Walkers, but I'm sitting on the Iron Throne. I'm Theon Greyjoy. And then, and then credits as... Um, as uh, uh, I have a little help from my friends plays by Joe Cocker on the credits. <laughs> and that's it. That's the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Farrell. Yeah. Uh, I, if I may, just a few uh, follow-up questions. Oh, sure. Iron tight. Um, yeah. uh, first of all, I'm interested. Ooh, uh, I, will, I will say that much. <laughs> uh, but you said that there was a, uh, a child... One of the, the younger Greyjoys doesn't speak, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, uh, because uh, there, are only, <laughs> there are only three children on the Goldbergs, and there are four Greyjoy children. <laughs> so when I'm directly taking the transcripts from the Goldberg episodes, there's going to be an inexplicable fourth character. <laughs> so that's, that's mostly why. Okay. But we can say something fun uh, like... Uh, Oh well, yeah, we, we need... someone ripped out his tongue. Sure. Oh yeah, uh, Ned Stark ripped out his tongue. Great. Um, okay. Uh, you said that the the drowned god will stop by. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would play the drowned god? Oh, um, in a... Coolio. Yes, it would in fact be Coolio. I just showed I just showed her in my notes, uh, and it, it will be Coolio. Yeah, okay, and he'll play the drowned god. Okay. Um, and the the tagline at the end of uh, read by Pat Oswald at the end mm-hmm. is it the same thing every single week? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that because that's that that will save us some money. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, we just need to record that. Just record once. that once and, yeah. and it, it's done. Does he have any other voiceovers throughout the episode? Uh, yeah, sometimes, but it's not. It's weird. It's not about what's going on in the show. It's they. We're gonna literally just take the. Um, the soundtrack of Ratatouille and put it over. So he'll be inexplicably saying lines he says in Ratatouille. Okay. And then we're going to build the show around, around that sometimes okay. too. Mostly cool. like everyone can cook. And then that'll be it. It might just be everyone can cook. Okay. <laughs> All right. That could work for Kate. I think I, I, think I have what I, what I need here. Thank you, Mr. Farrell. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, next up is Corinne Wells. Hello. Hello, Michael. Uh, hello, friends. Hello, family of friends. Um, before I start my pitch, I created an entire trailer, so if you'll direct your attention to the wall on your left, I have uh, the trailer projecting on there. Uh, and play. Who's left? Let me weave for you a web. In a world where little birds and spiders play, you know too much. Take a into the futile lives of those who serve as the true foundation of Westrosley's strongholds. How dare you smack! 
<laughs> Maidens, midwives, wet nurses, and stable boys all hear and see everything. One little lie can bring down an entire nation. Inside the walls of the Red Keep, many secrets I will keep. Secrets I will keep. <laughs> And that is the trailer that I created for you all. Okay, thank you. So picture this. Downton Abbey meets Game of Thrones. We already know what's going on with, with the, the, the big head honchos in Westeros. You know, we, we, see, we see everybody that who's, who's like a king and who rules stuff. And, and we even see like, like the other people who are bastards and stuff. But we don't know anything about the spiders and little birds, you know? And I feel like they are the ones who are actually controlling every single detail that's happening above them. So I feel like taking a look inside their lives and giving them a voice would be super entertaining. That's how I'll describe this, super entertaining. And that's my pitch. That is my pitch. Uh, thank you very much. Um, the trailer was, uh, I mean, the trailer was pretty great. I filmed it on my Samsung S6. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's wow. an S6. Oh, that Samsung S6 should probably send us all free Samsungs. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. Yeah. I own 50. Uh, okay, just a few quick, uh, <laughs> few quick questions for you, Ms. Wells. Uh, and that is, what would you, what, what is the title of it's this. called Secrets I Will Keep. Oh, it's called Secrets it's I the, Will Keep. it's in the Red Keep. Okay. So Secrets I Will Keep. Secrets oh, I Will what? Keep. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's very intriguing uh, and definitely has a possibility to be super entertaining uh, for sure. Um, do you have any uh, actors in mind? Well, um, actually, so like since Downton and Game of Thrones has, have shared a bunch of actors, I feel like let's bring everybody from Downton over on to Green, Game of Thrones because they're bringing in the big bucks. Okay. They're ready to be on that franchise. Okay. Egret already got her, her yeah. thing in, yep, you know, yep. and then she got killed. Let's, yeah. let's just bring everybody else over. Yeah, the guy that plays uh, Jorah. Yep, he yeah. was. He was. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. He, he courted Edith. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, so that would tie into the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones world. Yeah. As far as uh, the people that you described so far, they've been pretty main. Uh, they, they've been main actors within the show. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody on the the, the lower tiers, um, but? Uh, that we maybe have been introduced to within the show that you feel could drive this spinoff? Um, I think one of Marjorie's friends, you know, the one, sure. the one friend on her left for oh. that one episode. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, she's I think very her. pretty. I think her. I think her. I think we can follow her and then follow her, like, down. Because, like, she's, she's just a maiden. And, like, people think that maidens aren't smart. But mm-hmm. they are. They're clever and they're smart, and they have they have like connections with mm-hmm. the person that milks, milks the cows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like <laughs> what is their what is their connection with that person? She like passes them every day, and she's like, "Oh, that's how you milk a cow, me." <laughs> and then she's like, "I want to try, but not yet because I'm not ready." Mm. Okay. 
Uh, if there was a modern day, a show that takes place in modern day, mm-hmm. that you feel parallels this, uh, kind of what you're going for with this show, what might it be? Ooh. Oh, yeah, Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely seen so many episodes of that. <laughs> also, with who? <laughs> The News Hour with Jim Lair. I don't, I don't know. know who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, also, like, I pictured a scene where a wet nurse was breastfeeding a baby, and she, like, slips a note inside the baby's ear and passes information that way. Into the, into the baby's ear. Yeah. Okay, that could... No, the actual physical note. Uh, I mean, that's, that's concerning just because, uh, you know, I'm just picturing a whole bunch of people writing, writing the studio complaining about uh, cruelty and whatnot. Um, uh, a baby got eaten by a white walker or turned into one. Also, yeah. we can CGI that in. We'll CGI. Okay. CGI All right. Um, the, I think the final question is... Uh, Game of Thrones is known for its for its violence and its nudity uh, and just making bad things like that. So, <laughs> where does this uh, where does this fall on a scale of one to ten? With uh, you know, one one being lowest uh, level of violence. Yeah. I think it would fall into like a seven point five. Oh. Like all, a lot of violence would be implied, but there'd be a shit ton of nudity. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, See, here's the here's the thing. It's a little concerning being so middle of the road, only because then this would. And I'm not saying uh, that it wouldn't be, but it would have to be extremely. We would have to be invested in the story. Oh, absolutely. I just feel like the violence, like having the bi- violence be implied is an artistic choice. Okay. Like I don't want blood and gore to be the drawing point. I want like the, the characters and like the character um, development to be the drawing point. And the boobs. And also the breasts. Yeah. Um, and free the nipple. Hashtag. <laughs> I put the hashtag in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> Before. Uh, okay. Thank you. I think I have, oh, wait, uh, I have a question. Sure. Is there going to be spider on spider violence? Could be. Could be. Because, oh. like, that's the thing. Like, nobody is going to know what anybody else's agenda is because, like, they're, they're, it's, it's all a secret. Like, I feel like all of the people that Varys has employed doesn't know who else is employed by Varys. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Sure. So, like, that's, that's an added element of, like, what's happening? I, I have a follow-up question. Is there going to be spider-on-spider spider nudity? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. All right. No doubt. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Wells. That's good. All right. All right. Very good. Yeah. Oh, so now it's, now it's me. Um, okay. <clears throat> Mr. Danella. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. It's uh, Westeros. But it's the year 1998 in Westeros. (laughs) This is a motion picture. Title of the motion picture, Joe Snow. It's 1998 in Westeros. Uh, Joe Snow uh, works at uh, Wall Watchers Insurance. He's a middle manager who just can't catch a break. Um, uh, uh, His boss is like, he's like, Joe, you're never going to rise in this company. You're just kind of average, and you do an average job, but you're, you're great at being average. And he's like, yeah, but I got a family and stuff. And he's like, all right, I'm done with this conversation. Uh, 
smash cut, uh, he's home and he's, he's, he makes love to his wife and he's like, how was that? And she's like, I don't respect you as a man. <laughs> he's got two kids. Um, it, his, his son, uh, Jeffrey, right? <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey uh, is, is ashamed of his dad. He's ashamed of his dad, and he, uh, uh, in fact, he's so he's so ashamed of him that he brings uh, he brings his neighbor, his neighbor's dad, in to uh, career day. That's how ashamed he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how ashamed is he? <laughs> he's very ashamed. Uh, he's got a he's got a daughter, Robin, right? Yeah, yeah we see right, what he did. Right, okay. Now she idolizes her dad. But uh, she actually takes after him too. She's a four eye. She's getting picked on. She <laughs> idolizes her dad, and he just can't. He can't do anything. She says, "Dad, I'm getting bullied by the kids at school." He says, "I'll talk to their fathers." He goes. He talks to one of their fathers, and just gets pushed really hard, and falls down, and and he gets up, and he says, "Oh well, uh, you know that wasn't good," and he leaves though because he's scared of more physical violence. So anyway. The story really takes a turn when he gets a call from his mom. His mom says, Joe, you're a bum. You swore to me that you'd help me. Uh, you swore that you'd help take this dresser down to the basement, and you never did it. You've got, you got to take this dresser down to the basement. He says, all right, Mom, Jesus. Goes to his mom's house, takes this dresser down to the basement. What's that in the corner? It's a chest. So Joe Snow opens up the chest and what is this? It's a black cloak. It's all these papers. He says, huh, I wonder what all this stuff is. He takes it to an appraiser, and it turns out that it is, uh, it's gear from the Night's Watch from 1,400 years back. And he starts thinking, am I the descendant of Lord Commander Jon Snow from all, he does all this research. He starts getting really into it, right? He, like, he finds, like, one of these groups of people that like you know like these like history groups of like sons of the revolution this is called sons of the wall and they're all like you know they're all like talking about their lineage and stuff like that and they're like you are this you're you're the great 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 grandson of john snow and he starts getting all into it he starts wearing the cloak to work he starts going to reenactments he's get he's real proud of himself he's carrying himself with a different kind of swagger at first everybody's like this guy's weird but then they're like we're with it and like his wife starts looking at him like, mm, you're getting thinner. And it's like, his, um, <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey says like, uh, Jeffrey says like, hey dad, you wanna, you wanna go kick the soccer ball around sometime? Uh, Robin, all, Robin makes herself a little cloak for herself and she wears it to school and she beats up the bullies next time because she's like, I'm, this, I'm the great, 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 great granddaughter of Jon Snow, so I know how to fight, and I'm not scared of you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so what happens is, turns out, uh, so like uh, he's getting all into it, and, and obviously his neighbor is real jealous of him. He's saying stuff, and uh, eventually uh, he says, "You're not really the son of Jon Snow, or the grand, you know, whatever of Jon Snow." And uh, he, uh, he's like, "Yeah, I am." He's like, "You won't take a DNA test." So he takes a DNA test. And uh, it turns out that he, he's in fact not related to Jon Snow. His mom just, he, she just found the crate at like a rummage sale a long time ago. Um, and uh, and it's, it's kind of sad, but he holds his head up high because uh, he learned things along the way. He learned things. And uh, his family loves him again. And that's the roll credits. Uh, 
Yay. <laughs> and that's a wow. It's a, it's a moral ending. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's Is that episode one? <laughs> oh, it's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, I'm sad now. Oh, what? No, a... it's like it's like one of those sad movies that you end like feeling a little like Marley and Me. Yeah, like a little oh. like that. I've never seen Marley and Me, but I imagine, yeah. I'm All right, thank you. It thank you, Mr. Nino. <laughs> when they oh. were having good times. Uh, so, I, uh, you put a lot of time and effort into this, and that's appreciated. Oh no! Uh, oh no! <laughs> Listen, listen. You have a listen. You have a you have a really good personality. Oh no! I think of you as a dear friend. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. You. All right. Here's here's the deal. You had me the entire way up until this DNA test. We can change the Revealing, revealing. Uh, that uh, Joe Snow yep. is is not related to uh, John Snow, Lord Commander. It's not about who your father is, and that's what John Snow learned. It's a parallel. Look, uh, I run a major studio, and I know what people want. Oh, if you want to do some indie flick, you can take this somewhere else. Oh. But if you want to do oh, something no. that will dance your way out of me here, choose between my artistic integrity. <laughs> And making money? Yes. Oh, God. Cans, more like uh, can't. So if, <laughs> if you are willing to rethink this uh, DNA test, oh, God. And I'm going to give you time to think about it, uh, then this could either, I'm going to say this right now, this could, this could cause a big problem for people later on. So you, 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 sit on, you sit on that, but a, a couple other quick follow-up questions. Uh, with this DNA test, yeah. what was the DNA pulled from for comparison? <clears throat> um, it, wa- it was, uh, they, they, went, they went back to the, the, uh, the grotto. Okay. Look at this. All right. Look at this fourteen-year-old, fourteen-hundred-year-old uh, pile of blood. <laughs> okay, uh, is and this, is this sperm, <laughs> or is it frozen water? Also, also uh, is there any? We ha- we have uh, all the 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 story of of the Night's Watch kind of going throughout this. Yeah. Uh, is there any? Is there is there possible room for you know? Bad guys, other than uh, bullies, in this. Um, so, is your question? <clears throat> I want White Walkers want, uh, or Giants. Uh, I want something. I want these worlds to collide. Well, the bullies are very tall. Okay, <laughs> they're suspiciously tall. That's a start. <laughs> Could the bullies then be related and to? Their last names are Walker. The family. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the main thing, though, uh, I, I, I... In fact, that'll be another nice little wink, is uh, the dad's name is Dwight Walker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I love mostly everything, but, the, but that, that change, that's, that, that's the deciding factor uh, and could cause some problems for people uh, later on. So you, I, I, you think about this. We'll check back in later on. Thank you, so. Mr. Danella. 
that me? Yeah. yeah. I'm up. Okay. David, okay. just to clarify, he gave my Pat and Oswalt pitch <laughs> like a really positive spin. I think he started your review with, oh, I'm interested. <laughs> Whitney Harris is up. Oh, I'm up. Okay. Um, I'm going to start my pitch with some questions and also some fun facts. Ooh. <laughs> what do people love? Game of Thrones. Obviously. That's why we're all here. Easy. What else do people love? Reality TV. Right? Such great hits like the real world that brought us lovable characters like Danny from New Orleans. So cute. Or Puck from San Francisco. Or Eric and Mark. They make great workout videos afterwards. Or Mike the Miz. He's making it. Uh, Also reality shows like Big Brother. Never watched it, but people seem to love it. It's like 10 seasons in. It is 17 seasons in. Uh, One more, just to plug it, say yes to the dress. Doesn't apply to my pitch, but it is a great show. (laughs) What else do people love? Question. Uh, Puppy cam. Puppy cam. What? It was the Shiba Inu puppy cam. There were four litters. They had, with the first, within the first two weeks that puppy cam went live, they had three million viewers that spent 1.2 million hours watching these puppies. Oh, my God. By the fourth litter, puppy cam had six million views. What? <laughs> it's just puppies. Last question. What else do people love? Dragons. Oh, what'd you say? Bread. Mm, no, this isn't your pitch. Caitlin's a bread <laughs> off microphones. They love dragons. Game of Thrones has dragons, but I don't think they're getting the credit they deserved. I googled top ten dragons, <laughs> and the the random website I clicked on, there was not one Game of Thrones dragon on there. Can you guess the number one? It was Puff the Magic Dragon. Well deserved. Number two, Elliot from Pete's Dragon. Also well-deserved. Number three, I will debate. Falcor from Never Ending Story. Is he a dragon? He's a wish no, dragon. he's like a dra- So, yeah. They call, they call him a wish dragon. Isn't he a dog? He's like a flying dog thing. He's a wish dragon. Oh, he's a luck dragon. I still find Someone from behind a door... <laughs> The Wizard of Oz just screamed, he's a luck dragon. So, and then there was other dragons on the list. Not a lot that I knew, so not worth mentioning, besides Mushu and Draco from Dragonheart. But anyway, what? Mushu. Mushu, shout out for Mushu. But anyway, so what am I getting at, you might ask? I say, we combine them all together, all those things that I just said people love, and we have a 24-hour dragon in prison cam. The two dragons <laughs> are chained in a dark basement. We have a 24-hour cam on them, so you can check on them anytime you want. Uh, and then we also have a weekly half an hour show that highlights the top things from the week. You're like, what do these dragons do to pass the time? Do they fight? Does their mom ever visit? What do they do? Who feeds them? Questions will be answered. And you're thinking, Mike, I know what you're thinking because I can read your question already. 
this sounds like a one-season thing. And I'm like, oh, no, there's plenty of imprisoned people. What's Marjorie doing? That's season two. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Harris. Um, Just a few quick questions, if I may. Um, In this... Uh, this is this is a once a week thing you're you're talking here. Uh, well, the dragon cam will be going 24 hours a day right. on the dragons, so okay. you don't miss a single beat. So you don't like you know some people are lonely and they want to see they want to connect. So, okay. uh, but then we will have a once a week half an hour recap of the highlights. Okay. Um, I mean, w- one of the main things I think about is cost because I run a major studio uh, and. We'd have to CGI 24 hours of dragons. Oh, no. It would be dark most of the time. They're in darkness. Well, why are people watching? For those exciting moments that you might catch. Okay. Uh, so we would just then... Uh, so this is scripted. Well, it's reality TV. But is there any such thing as unscripted reality TV? I don't think so? No, yeah, that's no. the right question, or that's uh, the right answer. Uh, I don't I may, watch any think, of those shows. I think there's a, a, some really good stuff we can do with this. I'm going to hop right on board. Oh, nice. Uh, right away, I say we go practical effects. We get two robot dragons. That's going to be real fun. It's still dark, <laughs> and then they can do whatever they want. Because my other question is, who doesn't want to see robots? Do they fight? What do they eat? Where's their mom? Stuff like that. Second thing, we do the subscription-based. So $7 a month, you get that oh, sweet, sweet subscription money. People are on that third thing just like porn third thing is we're going to hire some real big influencers in the twittersphere and then we're going to really get them tweeting up a storm about this so there's a lot of highlighted interest I'm right on board with this who are the top five influencers on the twittersphere right now would you say Ellen DeGeneres Oprah Buzzfeed probably some kid named Tyler in Minnesota who has a vine that's really good I read Beyonce hadn't tweeted in two years she's still the most influential I'm just saying, if we get her tweeting about this, it's going to go through the roof. I think there's a lot of potential. I know this is not my pitch. Uh, BuzzFeed would just have, like, article after article. Each week would be, like, highlights with a little gift gift. after gift. It's like, oh, look, it blew fire that way. Whoa, (laughs) that was exciting. Oh, their mom didn't come to visit again. Who hosts Big Brother? Who's the Big Brother host? Uh, Lucy Liu. Not, it looks like Lucy Liu. It really doesn't. This is not racist. This is. This is. This is I. I'm. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut this. It's like Connie Chung. It's not Connie Chung either. This is really spiraling. It's who hosts the the talk. She also hosts the talk. Anyone in our studio audience? Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein is the host. No. Uh, he's. <laughs> no. He, he's a re, he's a religious man. Uh, all right. Uh, Ms. Harris, getting yep. back to the, the point here. Um, uh, I, the, other issue, the other issue is safety. Uh, and again, yep. running a major studio, I got to deal with the, the general public who writes a lot of letters. Uh, and my concern is, uh, Ms. Weigel brought up, um, you know, robots. Uh, we can make some robot dragons. Yeah. Um, yeah. My concern is that robots or uh, puppets... Uh, you know, if we got you know, the Jim Henson Company involved in some way, uh, or um, uh, even CGI, HBO. that there would be 
there would be a whole lot of letters people complaining about cruelty uh, and uh, setting a bad example. And then you should forward those letters to Danny and be like, be a better mom. We didn't imprison them. Did we yeah. put them there? Nope. Nope. I didn't decide to put them in a dark basement and close the door without well, a single a crack of sunlight. Uh, an intervention episode would be. Oh, that read, would some, be read some letters to That Danny. would be good, too. Sit her down. Give her a dose of reality. She's not a good mom. Okay. Uh, and so this takes place where in the timeline of, of Game of Thrones? Like in, in why it's happening. <laughs> why it's happening? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when she lock them up last the season last season yeah okay whenever she locked him up okay all right uh i do have concerns i am interested but i have some definite concerns about uh the general public coming at us do you need me to read those puppy cam facts again mike I don't. there was I don't. 60 I do million not. viewers i'm good and that was them. for shiba inu puppies thank you thank you miss harris thank you mike mike just to clarify for me are you having concerns that people are going to be worried <laughs> That we're being cruel to the ro- robot dragons? That's correct. Okay, all right. <laughs> There's a small demographic out there of ro- robot sympathizers. Sure. Uh, uh, all movies are going to have to, all like the Terminator movies are going to have to say, no robots were hurt <laughs> during the making of this movie. Uh, it's, it's not the, the robots in general, it's the robots being non-human. Oh, I see. Hold all robot, ro- all robots any are non-human, non-human uh, any uh, animal or non-human thing is going to be immediately more sympathized with than a, uh, um, a human. So Fake lives matter, Frank. Hashtag, damn it, wrong place again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, so you think people, because I imagine clips of people, because I don't know what the dragons eat. That question will be answered. But, like, you're worried more about the dragon's happiness, not like, oh, you guys fed another human to that dragon. I'm worried more about the viewer's happiness is what I'm worried about. Uh, and I feel like this, uh, it just could have some issues is all I'm saying. Um, but, um, we're going to move on, uh, and we'll get, we'll, uh, you're definitely, you're definitely being thought about is what I'm saying. Yes. Is it my turn? It is. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Hunter. Mr. Marbach. Uh, my pitch is another entry into the reality space. Although this is a little more structured. What do people love about Game of Thrones? Violence, drunken antics, sex. What do people love about reality competitions? Violence, drunken antics, and sex. This show is the Queen's Guard Challenge. Daenerys not doing anything right now and doesn't have a lot of compelling people by her side that can fight. And there's a surplus of able fighters spread across Westeros and Essos. We take all of these people seal them in a pyramid in Marine, give them a lot of alcohol, and make them compete in challenges each week. The winner picks one contestant that didn't win to fight the loser of each week's challenge in a sword fight. Loser dies, winner stays on the show. And who would host this? Oh, I don't know. Two of the wittiest characters just showed up in Marine. Would you prefer Tyrion or Varys to host? Why not both? Uh, this is an A-plus bulletproof idea. I'm pretty sure I just won. If you've got questions, I'll answer. Thank you, Mr. Hunter. Uh, do, does what happens in the Queen's Guard Challenge influence what happens in the Game of Thrones? 
well, yeah, those characters die. And then one of them ends up as Daenerys' Queensguard. Okay. Uh, with so much reality TV already, you know, taking up the airwaves, uh, I have a concern that just adding another, another is just going to get lost. Uh, what is it that you think will really separate this show from the others? Actual murder. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Sure. Um, hmm. I think those are my follow-up questions. Oh my uh, God. Does anybody else have any yeah, follow-ups? Yeah, I've, I've got a follow-up question. Uh, Hunter, would you please describe a, uh, a typical challenge? Uh, who can feed the dragons without having to run away? <laughs> uh, who can listen to Neris wax about Dario for the longest? Uh, in, in these shows, uh, a lot of them have a, uh, some sort of twist. Um, uh, what might the twist be in your, in your show? Episode 7. The hound shows up. You don't fight the, the loser. Both losers fight the hound. Okay. Ooh. okay. Oh, can there be a trivial uh, episode? Oh, of course there's a trivia episode. That'll be Tyrion and Varys' favorite episode. Uh, I have can a question. catapult him in? Will there be like a confessional booth? Yes. Okay. I, all good reality shows yeah, have a confessional okay. also, booth. Also, like to piggyback on that, like so the, they're coming from all over. What is their sleeping arrangement going to be? And are we going to see like inside the house if there is a house? Um, there will be two big rooms full of bunk beds. There will be night vision cameras in, in all of the rooms. You'll get to see in the first episode they'll run around and pick their beds and it won't, it won't be that exciting, but they'll be into it. Are there, are there ladies and dudes? Yes. We're going to just throw all of the Ooh. sand snakes in there because they're not doing anything better. <laughs> we'll throw Brianna Tarth in there and Podrick. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ooh. I think I have everything I need. All right. Mr. Hunter, thank you. Okay. That's everybody on the panel, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anybody here that brought a pitch with them uh, or perhaps was inspired to, to pitch? If not, no worries. <sighs> I'm so nervous. Oh, I'm so scared. Once, uh, twice, oh, no. oh, three times. So All right. Okay, so this now comes down to everybody on the panel. Uh, yeah. Heard a lot of good pitches, uh, a lot of thought and heart put into each, uh, and money. Uh, we saw a trailer, which... Uh, was quite impressive. Um, I was a little disappointed that nothing uh, we, we heard from Westeros, we heard from Essos, but we didn't hear anything about one of the least talked about areas of the show, uh, something that is virtually unexplored, uh, and that is Southeros, uh, which uh, I feel is, is ripe with possibilities. Uh, so I may have to opt to uh, get something else down the line. Oh. No, down the line. I'm not going. I'm not going rogue. Uh, I'm did just he saying up, did he that. Did you make up that name? What is that place? Churros. Well, I, are you making up a name too? It yeah, sounds like you're all making up names. Uh, there is a. There is another land on Game Three of Thrones. Three Caballeros. Oh, yeah, no, that's a Disney movie. I know that one with Donald Duck and two uh, <laughs> South American birds. Southeros. <laughs> Uh, and this, this is a land that is full of um, dragons. Uh, another thing that's kind of like a dragon, but not a dragon. Uh, disease. A, a um, uh, uh, 
wild wildings, wild, wild people. Like, it, it is full of things that are ripe with possibility. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm a little I'm, disappointed there. I'm sorry, I, just, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but that's where my thing takes place. Okay, <laughs> well then. It's, um, it's, there, it's a meadow there, but like it takes place there. Okay. So my, my um, show feels that need. I so before I make my decision, uh, David... Um, Have you decided whether or not... I've thought hard, I've prayed on it, and I I, I cannot sacrifice my artistic integrity for money, for money and fame and the opportunity to do other artistic things down the line. I simply, uh, I can't do it. Uh, Joe Joe Snow uh, will not be edited (laughs) in any way. Oh my God! Oh wow! They're all People standing on top of their desks. Yeah, <laughs> you get, you got heart, Danella. You got heart. Um, but unfortunately, you will not win this competition. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. Whitney, Hunter, uh, both reality-based. Yes. Which is which is is quite popular right now. This unfortunately, I don't watch it. And I feel that we're in the decline. Uh, and if we put this on now, it's either of those, it's going, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, it, it will be popular for a short time and then it will, then it will, it will sink. Uh, Frank. Oh, no. It's the Pharaoh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although. The Goldbergs. <laughs> no, the, the Greyjoys. <laughs> Although the Goldbergs... Oh, no. Uh, ...has surpassed expectations. Fourth season. For, yeah. <laughs> uh, my concern it becomes legal. Uh, it, becomes a, it becomes a legal issue. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll get back to, back to that okay. in a moment. All right. Uh, Corinne... Corinne Wells, uh, we no. uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic trailer. Um, uh, put a lot of a lot of time and effort into it. Um, very good. Thank you. Um, we'll get back to you in a second. Okay. Oh my god! Oh, the suspense! What's happening? <laughs> Caitlin Weigel, uh, we had. Uh, we had a lot of stuff that we don't see on television right now, which is very happy, good times. Uh, my concern is that it's, it's not going to pull people in. So uh, there would have to be some bending on a non-story. We can't just have um, people there, but we'll talk about that in a second. So we have Caitlin Weigel, Corinne Wells, and Frank Farrell. Um, Corinne... We've been... We've been... We're out. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, before you make any decisions, I do not have David's same qualms about uh, artistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, continue. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corinne Wells, uh, I love the idea of going deeper into... The, uh, the, the spiders and the little birds. Uh, and I think it, it, has, it definitely has a lot of promise. Um, 
And I just think that uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Frank Farrell. <laughs> and, and the Greyjoys. Yeah! Uh, oh, you won't regret this. Prepare to get sued. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for their time, for their, for their pitches. Um, but uh, what would you do as I sang out a tune? It is. It, it, it's already. It's pretty much already done. Uh, it's extremely easy to produce, and it's got an amazing cast. Uh, and I just received word that the Goldbergs uh, is going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, so they will be available. Uh, and uh, Frank, you got yourself a deal for that. Oh, uh, yeah. And David, David. Uh, we're going to film your version, your heart and soul version of uh, the Joe Snow story. You mean it? Sons of the Wall. You mean it? I mean it. Oh, God. Yeah. Everybody wins, except for Whitney and Hunter and Corinne and Caitlin. (laughs) Hooray, everybody wins. Caitlin and I are going to start the the dragon cam. Oh, yeah. And we've got to wrap up here. Um, David <laughs> is going to announce the winner of our July contest. What's that? Any of the information. Uh, the information is uh, that I'm going to, in, in going to say the winner of our July contest. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, the person who wrote a fantastic review, which not only tied in uh, everything that they really like about the podcast, uh, but our other podcasts uh, covering The Strain, Bloody Sunday, as well as uh, The Leftovers, uh, which is called Reheated. Uh, and that screen name was uh, That Four-Eyed Kid. Uh, so that four-eyed kid, we will be in touch, and you will win a set of Game of Thrones glasses, I believe, we were supposed to give away. Uh, like drinking glasses, not like face glasses like yeah, I have on. You probably already have some of those four-eyes. Because it's four-eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else that we, uh, we want to say? Oh, did we, did we thank Tattoo Moms for having us? Yes, yes. thank you, Tattoo Moms. Philly Podcast Festival. terrific fans. Uh, yeah, we'd like to thank the Philly Pod Festival. Yeah, Tattoo Moms Philly Podcast Festival, uh, specifically Nathan. Thank you very much. Uh, See you all in cans. We are going to be back probably uh, maybe within the next two weeks or so. We're going to do a special uh, Fuck, Mary Kill episode, an entire episode of the FMK uh, on SRM. Okay, so thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.